Are you an overwhelmed entrepreneur with endless tasks, emails, and messages? Do you feel your systems are ineffective or you don't have any at all? I get it. You wish you could come up for air and take that well-deserved vacation you've been dreaming of, all without sacrificing the growth or health of your business. I'm hosting a webinar to introduce concepts that you can use to learn more about how to clockwork your business for operational efficiency. The best part? The webinar is at no cost to you. It will be held May 14th at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and a recording will be available for those who can't attend live. If you are ready to make a change in your business so you can take a real vacation, go to bit.ly forward slash May 2024 CFF to enroll. That's bit.ly forward slash May 2024CFF. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Biz Hope for You with host Candy Messer. Entrepreneurs like to focus on the big picture, like profitability, success, and a smooth running organization. There always seems to be those little things like taxes, employee compensation, laws, regulations, and more. Now, you can get the answers you need in one place. Join us today as we break it all down for you. Now, here's your host, Candy Messer. Hello, and welcome to BizHelp for You with Candy Messer. Thank you for joining us today. I hope you found the information on last week's show, Cohesion Culture, informative. If you are unable to join us and would like to listen to the show, links can be found on our YouTube and Facebook pages, as well as multiple favorite podcast platforms. If you'd like to receive notifications on when our podcasts have been uploaded, please like and subscribe. If there are topics you'd find beneficial or questions you have, please feel free to reach out to me at media at abandp.com. Now let's learn a little bit about our guests today. Steve and Jamie Geffner are video coaches, video marketing strategists, and an award-winning husband and wife video producing team. They're the creators of Geffner Productions and Video Attraction Lab, where they inspire business owners to step into their greatness and become unstoppable with video to increase their impact and grow their revenue. Geffner Productions offers totally done-for-you professional video production services, do-it-yourself online courses, done with you video services where they coach business owners how to film their own videos and then professionally edit the videos for them and a membership community called Video Attraction Lab where they support business owners to get into action with video and hold them accountable to doing videos regularly for their business. Before creating Geffner Productions together, Steve and Jamie each got their start in Hollywood working for shows like Dr. Phil and Frasier. Over the last 13 plus years, they've produced filmed and edited over 3,000 online videos for hundreds of business owners for their websites, blogs, social media pages, online courses, live events, and more. Steve and Jamie have been married since 2003, and they live in Orange County, California with their two-year-old son, Oliver Milo Geffner, baby O-N-G. So Steve and Jamie, welcome to the show today. Thank you, Candy. It's exciting to be here. Thank you so much for having us. I'm glad to have you back. And I'm excited to share. Of course, I will just say too, I've been in your video attraction lab for what about nine or 10 months now or so. And I know you're about to have a 
freebie that we'll talk about in here to help people learn about kind of the video and all we're doing. And so I wanted to kind of take some of the information that you teach in there and start talking about that today so people can get an idea of even what you do. Um, but before we get into all the meat of the topic, please tell us just a little bit more about yourself and how you began working with the business owners to teach them how to use video in their businesses. Absolutely. Yeah. So as you, as you mentioned briefly in the intro, we both used to work in, in TV production in Hollywood. Jamie was a producer on the Dr. Phil show for five years and really is a master at helping people craft their content and be comfortable on camera and, and pulling the best out of them uh, when they show up on camera. And I went to film school at Northwestern, Northwestern University and then worked in uh, TV production on Frasier and a few other sitcoms, more on the technical side. And so we started our business really as a, a way because we love video, we love TV, we love film, all that, but as a way to really help entrepreneurs and, and combine our skill sets in a way that um, we could really enjoy what we do and help business owners who this in this day and age really need to be putting themselves out there on video. And we know it's a topic that maybe isn't on the top of everyone's to-do list. Is <laughs> or to maybe put not themselves... the top of everyone's priority list. There you Let's go. Say that. <laughs> it, it should be on the to-do list, maybe not the priority list. But um, so we, we try to really... Um, break down some of those barriers, break through some of the obstacles that are stopping business owners from actually doing it and getting out there because we know the benefits once they actually do it. Um, and so it's, it's just what we love to do. It's what we're passionate about. And, uh, and we have some fun too. Mm -hmm. And I've actually enjoyed being in your program and I've known you guys actually for quite a long time now and have seen different programs that you've had and the videos that you've produced for other people I know. So I know what you do is amazing. Um, and then when you offered do it yourself but like you said with accountability I thought okay I should get into that and start learning more how to do it and then you know I am doing more with it and do video blogs and things like that too so I'm putting to practice some of what I've learned I need to do more of it but um, again I figure there's probably a lot more people out there that are like me that know they should be doing it maybe are scared to even get involved in starting that whole thing and then there's so much to know about it um, so that's why I thought it'd be great to have you on and kind of go over just some of the things that we learn and how we can apply what we're doing um, to our businesses and really just get the word out there. So the first thing I just really wanted to ask you about though really was um, you talk about in there to how using video in your business is like dating. So I would love for you to give an overview of how video actually helps you nurture your client relationships. Yeah, so we, we believe that it is all about building a relationship with your customers, and that would be the same way that you do when you build a love relationship. So we have this analogy that I'll share with you where we compare having success in a love relationship with having success in your video marketing uh, process. So here it is, as quickly as I can, as I can do it. You know, when you're going to be in a love relationship, the first thing you need to do is you need to meet people. People need to know that you're available, that you're single, you're ready to mingle, you're, you're out there in the world looking for a partner, right? So that's phase one of this love journey is to meet people. Then once you meet some people and, and you, you know, you know, oh, this, this sounds kind of interesting. I like this person. Then you move into the dating phase, right? So whoever really stands out the most, you're like, let me get to know them and see if they're a good fit for me. So you're going to learn things about them through that dating process to see if you guys would be a good match long-term. Now, once you've, you've dated someone for a while and you say, I found the one, then you have to move into the next phase, which is to ask them to marry you and get them to say yes. And so that's the ask phase of the, uh, of the relationship. And, and obviously it's really important. It's not just about asking, 
you need to ask the right person at the right time. <laughs> and they need to say yes to you, right? Because otherwise it's not going to work. <laughs> and then some people stop there and they're like, okay, I'm, I, uh, I asked and they said yes and I'm getting married, but that's not where it stops. Now you need to maintain that relationship. You need to keep mm-hmm. your partner long-term. So that's the fourth phase of the love relationship analogy is to keep that person happy, make sure they know that you care about them, you're there for them, you're listening to them, um, that the relationship doesn't break down. Otherwise you gotta start back from scratch all over again, which is a big waste of time and also very heartbreaking. <laughs> and then once you've kept them for a while, maybe your plan is to grow a family or to grow your network of support around you uh, as, as a, a unit. And so then you're moving into that last phase, which is to grow. And so that's the love dating analogy. And what we say is that applies perfectly and exactly to having success in business and especially in video marketing. And so if we just compare it, you know, phase one is people do need to meet your company and that's brand awareness and differentiation. They need to know that your company exists and they need to know how you're different than the other people out there that do something similar to your brand. Now, once they know that you exist, um, then they move into the next phase, which is really the dating phase of your business journey. Um, and that is to bring in leads and nurture those leads over time. So you're going to date your potential customers and they're going to get to know you and make sure that you have the same values as them and that they think that you can help and serve them and that they see you as an authority and an expert in your field. And then once those people are like, they're trusting you, they've been dating you for a while. Now you can ask them for a sale. Um, you know, you can, you can make the right offer at the right time at the right price to the right customer, and then you'll get them to say, yes. So that's the sales and conversion phase, which is phase three of the customer journey. Now it doesn't stop there. Just like it doesn't stop in love. Now you want to keep your customers. It is so much easier and less expensive to hang on to an existing customer than it is to start that whole process from scratch and get a brand new customer and go through those first three phases again. So phase four Mm -hmm. is client retention and and re-engagement. If somebody has fallen off, you know, if they're not using your products and services, they paid for them and they're not using them and how do you get them re-engaged? And so that's the key part of the, of the business uh, relationship. And then finally, if um, you're doing good in all those phases and you kept them for a while, now you want to turn all those wonderful customers into brand ambassadors. You want to try to grow your business and through referrals and, and any other things that you can do for growth. So it's not just you as the, as the, you know, you want to be the head cheerleader for your business, but you don't want to be the only cheerleader for your business. You don't want to be the only one talking about your brand. So you want to, you want to turn all those customers and fans into brand ambassadors. So it makes it easier for you to continue to grow your company long-term. So that's our analogy. And I think the bottom line with all of that is, is video, there's a very much a strategic approach to it. We don't just mm-hmm. do video for the sake of doing a video. And I think that's what stops a lot of business owners today. They're like, I know I should be doing video, yeah. but I don't know what to do. So we really break it down into a very strategic approach and, mm-hmm. and talk about every video you do should fall into one of these five phases mm-hmm. and, and do so with a very specific intention in mind. Right. And I know I've learned quite a few different types of videos that I probably wouldn't have even thought of that. I mean, if we have time, we might touch on a couple of them, you know, a little bit later. If not, I'm sure you'll probably talk about that in your challenge that you're going to be talking about later, too, that they could participate in. Um, But for sure, I was, you know, thinking there's some that I knew about, but for sure, some of the things you've talked about, I probably won't think I'd ever really thought of like, oh, right, I can create a video and send it to someone, you know, in a text and say, welcome, you know, I'm glad you're part of my, you know, company now, or thank you for, you know, trusting us to do your bookkeeping or things like that, too. So I think it's great to really have exposure to all those different types of video and how you could use them. 
Yeah, and I mean, the goal really is to not add one more thing to your plate and be like, oh, you got to do video now because people lump it. Oh my gosh, it's this other thing. I don't have time for a video, you know? The right. goal is, is that you already have specific outcomes that you're trying to reach in your business. You have specific results that you want to achieve. And so what we teach is how to incorporate or integrate video into the things you already have set up so that you can get better results. You can get better conversions so that you're, you're using your time more efficiently. So it's not right. about adding one more thing to your plate. It's about maximizing what you're already doing. Exactly. So I know so many people now just use their phones to take pictures or video. You know, the quality is a lot better than it used to be. So you don't have to have a little camera or video with, you know, video camera with you anymore. Um, but is that the correct type of equipment we should be using for our business videos? Or would we, you recommend we invest in something a little bit more professional? The best kind of equipment to use is the type of equipment that you're actually going to use. So mm. that means if you <laughs> invest in all kinds of fancy cameras and lights and microphones and you never use it and it's just sitting in a box in your office, then that doesn't do you any good. And, and like you mentioned, the phones these days, the iPhones and the Samsungs and, and the Android phones, like they, they have really quality cameras in them. We actually just filmed a, a promo video for our upcoming challenge. Um, and, and half of it was filmed exclusively with just the iPhone itself. So um, certainly with, with the way that technology has evolved, you can certainly use your phone. You can use natural light coming in through your windows if, you're, if your office or, or home is set up in the right way. Um, and yes, we talk about certain types of equipment and lights you can use in microphones when you really want to take the quality up to the next level. But when you're just getting started, if you're comfortable using the camera on your phone or your computer, um, or maybe you do have a more professional camera, whatever's going to get you into action is the right piece of equipment to use. And it's about mm -hmm. learning how to use that piece of equipment in the right way, in a way that's going to get you results. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about, let me just take out my phone, you know, put it in my hand, hold it. It's all shaky. You're turning it right. the wrong way. You know, you have There's... to learn the, the, the strategies, the very tactical, simple mm -hmm. strategies on you know, getting a tripod, <laughs> getting right. lighting right, meaning either using light from a natural window that's coming in or putting up lights like we have here uh, on us, you know, and, and learning the different things about, well, what do you say in your video? How long do you talk? How do you structure it? You know, there's lots of little tips and tricks uh, and nuances that are going to make it better. But with regards to equipment, you know, like Steve said, you, you just want to have it, you want to do it. And so mm -hmm. if, if it's going to be a roadblock to you, that I don't want to go buy a fancy camera, then let's remove that roadblock. Let's make it as easy as possible for you to really actually get into action so you can get it done and get the results that video can provide. Right. Well, and like you said, sometimes if you're out and about too and you just have it with you and maybe something comes up that you want to just grab video for whatever reason and it's not in your office, then at least you have it with you. you know? Absolutely. Exactly. So obviously, once you create the video, you have to have some type of editing before you're going to put it out there in most cases. I mean, there may be a few where you could just, you know, pop it up on Facebook or something like that. And it's not necessarily necessarily having to be a super professional one, but obviously there are things that need to have some type of editing. So what are some tips you have on editing videos for someone who may not be a professional, but wants to get into doing some videos for business? Mm -hmm. Yeah, editing is something that trips up a lot of people because they feel like um, it, it's not something's not quite right when I just film it with my phone or, or computer and, and then post it, something's not quite right. And, um, and there's a bit of a learning curve to, mm -hmm. to actually editing as, as well. So, you know, there are very simple things you can do at the very, very minimum. Uh, if there's any sort of a, a pause or delay or, or 
hesitation at the beginning or the end of your videos, you can you can crop those out and at least have the, the bulk of your video be where you're not asking your viewer to take any more time to watch you while you're fixing your shirt and getting centered in the frame correctly, things like that. Um, and then there's more, you know, intermediate techniques where you can actually start to think about maybe adding in some music onto your videos, adding some mm -hmm. graphics where you put uh, what we call your bug or your logo into the corner of one of the screen, uh, into one of the lower corners of the screen so that all your videos are branded to your company. Um, you know, you can create other in-video graphics and things like that. So there's definitely some advanced and intermediate techniques to get you uh, to take the quality of your videos up to the next level. Um, but it's um, editing can, can stop a lot of people. And, mm -hmm. and for that reason, a lot of people even prefer uh, if you're comfortable with it, just to sometimes go live into Facebook or LinkedIn or, or on YouTube so you don't have to worry about editing after the mm -hmm. fact. Um, but for the majority of um, videos that you're putting out where you're trying to attract clients, where you're trying to share information, having some sort of editing where you're including some graphics and music uh, in a very basic way on your, on your videos is an important step. I don't know if there's anything. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it too. depends on what type of video you're doing, you know, mm -hmm. because it's all about being very intentional with the yeah. types of videos. So there's a there's a point and a, a reason to go live, right? Mm -hmm. And when right. you go live, people do not expect for any editing to be done because you, you really kind of can't unless you're using like a live streaming platform that allows you to make the quality of that live look a lot better and add in some graphics and things like that, which is awesome if you can do that. But for beginners, if you're going to go live, it's, it's part, partly to avoid <laughs> having to, yeah. having to um, impress people as much because they don't expect it to be quality. They expect live is like taking a look at a very candid um, mm -hmm. Insider look at what's going on right now, and we know that it's live and anything can happen, and there's no editing involved, right? So right. there's a time and a place to do lives, but there's also a time and a place to do videos that are going to be more succinct, shorter, more to the point. You know, lives tend to get long, right? Because you're mm -hmm. talking off the cuff, and it might be 10 or 15 minutes for something that you could have said in two, right? right. If you did an edited video. Right. So there's a time and a place to go live. And I don't think people, I, we recommend an approach where you do both. You go live sometimes for things as appropriate. And then most of your videos end up being pre-recorded because you're trying to make them as succinct as possible, as professional looking as possible. You want people to really be attracted to you and your brand. And that does require having a little bit of creativity and being willing to kind of step up your game beyond what somebody can do mostly when they just go live. Right. When you're talking too about that, it made me think of the difference between when you have a professional headshot, right? Or when there's like a candid photo of you, right? And mm -hmm. so there's a reason to have a professional headshot for certain things, but you know, you could post on your business page at some point, you know, some type of candid shot that you just wanted to share because you were out, you know, checking out the beautiful flowers or whatever. And there's like a time and place for that, right? Absolutely. Same thing with the video. But I did have a question and I don't know, I, I really don't do live videos and stuff at this point yet, maybe you know, at some point, but I've been on some too, where, you know, someone's talking and then they're like, oh, hi, Jane, how are you doing? Okay. And then they say like a couple more things. Oh, Steve, I'm glad you joined us. Right. So do you recommend that people actually say like, oh, acknowledge that person or should they just kind of be sharing the content? Because that's kind of what makes live videos go so long too, is kind of that. Yeah. Well, that people. is one of the benefits of, of going live. And especially if mm -hmm. you have people watching live is to make them feel connected, make them mm -hmm. feel like their presence is valuable. They're, you appreciate the fact that they're there with you. So that is actually a really good benefit of going live is to be able to have people interact. It makes, you know, when things are popular, when people are, when other people right. are watching something, you feel more com compelled. Oh, mm -hmm. I, maybe I'll jump on too, because 
those people are talking. So let me see what's going on. Like I got to get in on this. Right. So right. I think that's one of the, one of the benefits of, of being live is to be able to interact, to answer questions, to have people feel special because the whole point of video is making an emotional connection with people. Right. If you're making an emotional connection, it's working, right? Because mm -hmm. they feel like you care about them. It's like that relationship analogy, the love analogy. The whole mm -hmm. point of that is to make people feel like you get them, you care, you're there, you're going to help and serve them. So if you have them live, you got a captive audience like that's right. huge for you. So it is good to then interact with people when you have them live. But it's also important to know that, and we don't teach a lot about live video. We, mm -hmm. we really talk more about the pre-recorded type of videos, but it's important to know with live that most of the views that happen with live videos happen after yeah. you're, you're mm -hmm. not live anymore. You know, there are certainly, depending on how big your audience is, when you go live, people will get notified and people will jump on in the moment. But the majority, the overwhelming majority of the views that happen on live videos happen once you've stopped and it's now living on your Facebook page or wherever that live video happens to be. So yes, there's certainly some interaction that happens in the moment, but but the majority of it happens after the fact. In fact, another great strategy for boosting your um, you know, your views and and you know, getting more out of that video if you go live is if something is doing well, if people are responding to it to actually put a couple dollars of Facebook advertising behind it. We call that boosting a post, right? Mm -hmm. Boosting a post. So boost it for five more bucks and see if you can get, I mean, we've done that before and gotten three, four, 5,000 views mm -hmm. on mm -hmm. a video that would have probably had a couple hundred if we hadn't put a couple dollars into it. So mm -hmm. if, if you do have videos that are doing well, then you wanna, you wanna maximize that effort. Okay, that's good to know. Cause like I said, I haven't really done it much myself. I'm still kind of doing the video blogs or podcasts or things like that too. But I know some people who've done it and I just didn't know, should you really take the time to acknowledge people or is it seen, you know, not best practice, you know, so thank you for sharing the tip on that too. I appreciate that. Maybe I'll get the courage to start doing that. Soon. <laughs> we'll get you into action with it, Candy. <laughs> good. So, um, I do want to say too, I actually started editing with just, you know, when I had whatever was on my computer, my work computer, and it's not even supported anymore. And I had to start figuring out something new because the one that was on this laptop that I have, I was so confused with it. I couldn't figure out because I was used to it like one way and I was like, I'm going to have to find another one. And then you actually did a presentation on the different things. I actually got a different one than what you had presented on, but um, it had been recommended by another person, but I checked it out. And I actually have learned a lot in terms of editing now and things I never knew, vocabulary I never knew, like a bug in a chiron, what was that? You know? <laughs> so, so I do have to say I'm learning and applying things I'm learning. I have like way tons more to go in terms of even like getting the quality better and you know just having more things in the videos. But I do feel that having been in your program for the last you know eight, nine, 10 months, however long it's been, I have actually learned a lot about it. So thank you for helping me as with that too. Yeah. And I mean, it's all about making progress, right? We, we mm -hmm. try to, some people have a, like a sort of a perfectionism thing where they, they don't want to do anything because they, it's not going to be perfect. But the right. truth is that whenever we learn something new, it takes, um, you have to be willing to not be perfect long enough to get good at something, right? And so think mm -hmm. about a baby. A baby is learning to walk and it falls down a million times before it can walk properly. <laughs> exactly. And so it's kind of funny that like as adults, we expect ourselves to be able to like the first time we try something new to be able to do it perfectly. When like, if you think about it, it's just not true. Right. <laughs> right. And so um, you have to give yourself time and you have to allow yourself the space uh, and the grace 
to mm-hmm. go through a process of learning a new skill and getting better and better about it. So the whole point of, of the club, you know, is about making progress, you know, seeing mm-hmm. yourself improve every month instead of having this goal that you had five years ago. Oh, I want to do video and you still haven't done it every right. month, make a little bit of progress so that by the time, you know, you look back and you're like, okay, I've been in this club nine, 10 months and look how far I've come. And, and it didn't right. happen all at one time. Yeah right? It happened over time where a little by little, you learned something that month and then you tried video and then the next month it got a little better and the next month it got a little better and here you are and you're so much more empowered than you were nine or 10 months ago. And that's really what it's all about. And and that progress comes from practice Mm -hmm. and experience, Mm -hmm. asking the right questions, you know, being around other people who are doing it as well so that you can just really if it's important to you and to want to grow in that area or want to learn, then um, then seeking out that information and practicing because the more you practice, the easier it gets for mm-hmm. sure. Right. And I do know by having watched you go through your actual editing process, like I was able to learn like, oh, that's how you do this. And I could apply it to the software that I was using because the one I used before, I don't even know if I had some of that thing in, you know, that stuff in there or not. I just knew you add this, you add a little music, you could put text. That's all I knew. You know? So it was helpful. <laughs> but did you actually turn that into one of your mini courses? We're, we're preparing to. Yeah. What okay. you're referring to, we did, a, we did some bonus trainings inside of our video attraction lab where we really just spent some dig under the hood time doing editing, showing what are the editing techniques and then actually mm-hmm. Uh, implementing some of the, those techniques in some of the editing programs, both um, programs that you can download to your computer and there's some online editors yep. as well. Uh, but we are planning to actually turn that series yeah. into a, a course for people that want to dig a little bit deeper into it. Yeah, editing. but right now it is available for the members of the club yeah. so that they have sure. access to everything that we've done before mm-hmm. is available to everybody who joins so yeah. that they have ongoing access to everything. Yeah. Yep. Well, I definitely appreciate having that bonus training too, because that did help me be able to do better in my own editing of the videos. And I'm doing more video blogs and everything now too, where before I used to just write my blogs and post them. So I still have written blogs, but I'm doing at least at least one a week, sometimes two a week that are actually videos now too. So I'm getting there. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. So thank you. So I do want to just touch on, and we won't have time to probably talk about all the different types of videos, but you know, if you wanted to maybe touch on where you were talking about that dating, you know, and video is in these different areas, you know, you have like the meat and you're dating and, and things like that too. Maybe talk about one video for each of those areas that that will help the listener really understand like what should you be doing if you want to get found what should you be doing if you want to nurture your relationship okay yeah so for phase one of the customer journey the meet phase the, the really the best and most high standard video you can do is what we call a brand story video that's something that we recommend that you do professionally actually that tells the story of your company who are you why do you do what you do in a, in a way that impresses people gets their attention makes them want to continue throughout all phases of the customer journey. If you're doing it completely on your own, then we usually substitute what we call a differentiation video, meaning a video that's gonna help people understand exactly what, you know, you have to know what your company does that's the same as other people. You know, we're an accounting mm-hmm. company, we're a payroll company, whatever the, the, the category is, but then talking about what's different about your company and how you, you provide services or products that are different or better or more unique than other companies out there. So in phase right. one, I'd say differentiation video for do it yourself. Um, and then in phase two, I was gonna say, do you okay. want to ping pong sure, this or do sure. you want to, you want to take a lot yeah. of, I'll, I'll go and then you jump in okay. when you have something. Okay. okay. And then phase two, um, which is in the dirt, the dating process. Um, the main one we recommend there is called content marketing videos. 
And that's basically a way for you to date your customers by putting out regular content. Um, it's not about selling them anything. You're not making an offer of any kind. You're not, that's phase three. So in phase two, you're just basically providing information, valuable information for free in an effort to educate them, build rapport, grow that relationship without asking them for anything. So that's phase two. And then uh, phase three, which is the ask phase, the, the most obvious thing to do in the ask phase to, to help you with video is the sales page video. So having mm -hmm. a landing page, a sales page on your website where you're selling a particular offer um, and then putting video on that page um, to help you convert more of your uh of the people that get to that page. Tell us the step having to do with this, with the yeah, sales page. Video. Yeah, the videos on sales pages, uh, the, those pages will convert up to 80% more of the web traffic than if you do a sales page without a video. And it has to be, you know, the right video with the mm -hmm. right message, speaking to the right audience, all of that. Um, but videos with sales page video or, or pages with sales page videos on them convert at a much, much higher rate because people will watch a video as opposed to reading all the text that's on the page. And sometimes sales pages get very long. We're all guilty of that. Um, but when you can have a, a short video that really succinctly describes what it is you're offering and, and how that person's gonna benefit from it, um, it makes the sales process so much easier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, phase four? Phase four. You wanna do it? Sure, sure. So phase four, which is the, the client retention and um, re-engagement phase, you know, a really popular one is um, to do some videos around the, the customer onboarding process. You know, if, if once someone becomes a, a client or customer of yours, if there's one or two or three steps that you want them to take immediately to really get them in action and get them up to speed, you can use video to help uh, that process get going in a, in a really clear and powerful way. Um, and then phase five, the growth and referrals phase, uh, phase uh, testimonial videos are a great thing you can do. It's not even something you have to do yourself. You can Ask some of your favorite or best clients or customers who you feel really have something valuable to share about their experience of working with your company or buying your products or services. Um, have them out there speaking on your behalf. So it's not always you having to promote yourself. So um, mm -hmm. that's that's a, a quick overview. Yeah, yeah. And we, have, we provide like script templates and everything mm -hmm. like for each type of video that you that's a DIY video. Mm -hmm. We do a training and we provide script templates. So exactly what do you say? How long do you talk? You know, what information do you include? Um, you know, thinking from the perspective of what the person watching the video needs to hear and understand and know so that they move further along that journey and you get the result that you want from that video. Mm -hmm. Those templates have been helpful for me too. Like I say, if you're just saying, first, you're going to introduce yourself. Second, you're going to talk about this or third, you're going to do, you know, or sometimes you don't mention your name until like the third, you know, point or something, you know, <laughs> like it just depending on what it is. And so coming from someone who doesn't really know anything really about video that has actually you know a lot too. now candy a lot more I than do. you give yourself credit I, do. For. I would say i guess basically i was judging myself from back you know yes. before i joined your program so <laughs> that those have definitely been helpful but you mentioned content videos too and i know you taught us too that there's two different types of content videos so can you touch on each one of those as well yeah, yeah, we actually there, did. There's, we, there's actually multiple. We actually there's did two different content marketing training. So we taught four different types yeah, of content. Okay. Maybe talk about the most popular ones. Yeah, there's there's a few different ways to go about it. Um, you know, a, a very popular version is to do a um, like a tips type video where if you've got uh, a topic, a, a question or, or a series of questions that you typically always get asked or you feel people that are in your area with what you teach really need to know, then you can teach some really simple, valuable 
quick win takeaway type of tips mm -hmm. um, in at answering a question with a few things. Put the put those videos on your blog. Put them on YouTube. Put them on social media. But it's it's about educating people. Again, as Jamie said earlier, you're not asking for a sale in these type of videos. You're just mm -hmm. being of service mm -hmm. and putting out content and um, and nurturing. Uh, potential clients so that when they think of your area of expertise they think about you so so tips mm -hmm. videos is, mm -hmm. is a very popular one another uh, one style is other another one um is blog videos so yeah. people you know a lot of people have a blog like you were saying you had a written blog where you mm -hmm. maybe have been publishing an article a week for a couple years possibly i don't know how often you put out blogs but some people already have blogs that they've been writing for so long. There's all right. that content is there. So one way to do content marketing is just to take every blog post you've ever done. If the content still is, um, you know, if it's right. ever been so relevant mm -hmm. and just turn it into a video and it doesn't require that much. It's just really, it's already written, right? So all you mm -hmm. have to do is put it into video form and, and make, bring it to life more than it is on the paper. So that's another really easy yeah. style of video that would add so much to somebody's already existing blog. Um, right. and, and then having those videos be published on YouTube so that people can find them in searches is really going to help your SEO as well. Mm -hmm. That's a good point because I've been writing blogs. I used to have, well, originally I think I had three times a week. Now I do two times a week and then other things that are posting as well. But um, I'm still like writing content so that I will have the words even now on the website. So I'll still have, you know, the blog, but people can read it if they want to, but I've still been writing those out and recording new. I should go back because I've got like 10 years of content. Yeah, that's so right. Yeah, you don't need to work so hard. Some... Again, it's, it's not about happen. adding one more thing. It's about maximizing what you already have and repurposing. Right. Yeah. You have exactly. all the content. That's a really good idea. <laughs> Yay, we taught you something new. <laughs> Thank you. And I actually have another question too, since we were talking about, you know, the having the video on your website and it converts 80%, you know, more, how often should that be changed? You know, I mean, obviously it doesn't have to be changed all the time, um, but do you suggest like an intro video about your company be there for, I don't know, like an about us, maybe like a year or two and you update it a couple months, yeah. like what would you say? It depends. It depends on what type of video it is. But like, you know, if you're, you're an entrepreneur, a lot of entrepreneurs, I know for us, we're always evolving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so how often we need to update, like, let's say our brand story video or a differentiation video is really going to depend on what's changing in our company, because you always want it to be up to date with whatever's happening. And I know we evolved so fast that like probably after a year, our, our, mm -hmm. everything's different. <laughs> Especially in, in the last year, yes, year and a half, exactly. we've we really exactly. like shifted everything. But um, you know, certain videos that are sort of those more evergreen type videos mm -hmm. for your website, um, those may last you for a, a while, a year or two, maybe three at mm -hmm. max, but, but probably a year to two years. Um, but things like your content videos that you're putting out mm -hmm. at every, you know, that might be something where you're putting out, they're still going to live on your site for a while, but you may be putting out a new one uh, once a week, once every other week, once a month, something like that. So there are certain videos that you're just constantly putting out. Um, but then other videos that are sort of those more staple evergreen type videos, they're going to live on your site for a while until, uh, you know, as Jamie said, if, if your messaging is changing, if your offerings are changing, mm -hmm. if your audience is changing, anything like that. And um, so like when you have like a sales page video or something, that's usually driving traffic to a very specific offer. So the right. length of time that that might stay up is dependent upon how long you have that offer, how long it remains mm -hmm. the same as it was when you started. And that's really going sort of more part of like a bigger online marketing funnel where you're, you're attracting new leads and then you're driving them to a specific sales page. And then you're asking people to buy something from you. So that's part of a more specific sort of make money 
strategy. Right. Um, and that might change more frequently than the sort of evergreen ones that live on your website. Mm -hmm. And can you just give a few tips to someone that would help them know, like we talked a little bit about lighting and, you know, if you're using your own phone, but can you talk about maybe indoor lighting versus outdoor lighting and how you should position yourself if the sun is out, you know, or just a few tips like that to help someone who's doing video? Yeah. Yeah. If you don't have lights that you, you know, video type lights, then using natural light coming in from the window is a great way to, to uh, give a really pleasing look to your videos. The one thing to remember if you're doing that is you want the light from the window shining on your face, um, as opposed to having a big bright window behind you. I actually do have a window back way, way back there. Mm -hmm. uh, but I have video lights in front of me that help brighten me up. Um, but, um, but you want the, the light from the window shining on your face um, as opposed to directly from your side or, or from the back, which is a little difficult depending on the layout of your room and, and where you have right. your camera or computer set up um, for sure. But that's, that's a big thing. Filming outside, it gives a great look to your videos, but it presents potentially some other problems with noise and uh, rain and heat and cold and all the things the that go with being outside, <laughs> bugs and children screaming and dogs car, barking cars and wood tippers um, and helicopters and planes, trains. So if, if you're in a quiet area or you have a beautiful spot, then, then filming outside can certainly be okay for maybe short videos. You don't want to do mm -hmm. a, a whole day of filming outside, most likely. Um, it will take you twice as long yeah. if you try to film outside like all day because you don't realize all the things that come up in the sound mm -hmm. and, and right. all the other elements that present themselves. So we, we only recommend filming outside if you're doing like one short video. Like you're like, I just wanna go outside and give, you do a, a really quick tips video, you know, to my group. Like then you mm -hmm. can do that. But otherwise I would not recommend like planning a day where you're like, let me just film outside because you will, <laughs> there's things that you don't think about that will happen. Or even like, even maybe the sun is too bright. Some people ask us, um, you know, it, like some of people have, we've, we've, we used to do a lot of video shooting before COVID <laughs> where we would, we would be on, you know, scheduled out on location. Yeah. Out on location. And people would, would call me the day of the shooting. Oh, it's a cloudy day. I'm so bummed. And it's like, no cloudy days are actually great for filming mm. because if you're filming outdoors, then the sun can be really, really harsh on your face, you know, and, um, you know, and also just shadows, it's, and heat. shadows and heat and all the things yeah. that, that happen. So Cloudy days are great for filming, yeah. uh, just so you know. But again, don't plan to do a lot of talking stuff outside because you won't notice. People, I've even people have said to me, "Oh, my house is really quiet," and then we come over and we're filming outside something, and they're like, "I didn't, I never realized how loud it is out here. Right. How many planes fly by? <laughs> how many buses? The, the neighbors are loud. There's music playing." Somebody's doing construction over there. Like. And also when we talk about windows and light, a lot of people feel like, oh, I've got these big, beautiful picture windows. I'm going to sit right in front of them so you can see the beautiful view behind me. Um, mm. But when you do that and the camera adjusts itself so that it can see you, um, the, the computer or the camera lens isn't quite as adept as our eye at being able to uh, manipulate light and see all of that. So it'll make the bright, the, the background really, really bright behind you. So filming in front of windows can be problematic. So as you um, can see in our background, yeah. you know, it's, it's just blown out back there. It's, it's you can't really bright. tell what is behind. Mm -hmm. um, so some people will be like, oh, I, I live on the beach. I have these beautiful picture windows. Let me just stand right in front of the window and we'll see the beach. And it's just not true. Mm -hmm. You know, with, mm -hmm. it, you have to be, you have to have a lot more sophisticated understanding of yeah. how to film in order to make that look work or maybe a hundred fifty thousand. You know, when right. you see commercials and people, the car commercial that's filmed outside or whatever other TV shows, there's a lot of equipment that goes into mm -hmm 
making that look good with, you know, you'll see, if you see behind the scenes pictures, you'll see like big canopies and, you know, lighting right. reflectors and all kinds of things that cost a lot of money to make it look that good. Right. Yeah. I've actually been around sometimes where you just happen to cross where they're filming something and yeah, there's all kinds of equipment out there to make it look good, even though it's outside, the sun is shining or it's maybe it's not shining, whatever, but yeah, there is a lot of equipment involved in that. <laughs> so I have one more question in terms of the type of videos, and then we'll probably uh, need to talk about your offer that you want to have. So we'll be getting close to the end of the, the podcast, but I know testimonials are one of the videos that you recommend that you get. And how would you recommend that we even ask customers for testimonials and what should we ask them to include in the testimonial so we could use those videos? A little bit of a loaded question. <laughs> There's a lot to that. Yeah. There's a lot to it. I certainly want to um, if you're going to ask people for testimonials, you want to pick people that you think are representative of the typical clients you would normally have. So someone who, um, you know, whether they fit into the right demographics of your typical clients or they, um, the, the types of results they've had are representative of the typical types of results mm -hmm. that you would have with clients and customers that you've worked with. Um, so you want to pick people that are uh, the right fit that you want out there and, and a wide range of people as well. Uh, and also people that you feel that are going to give a good answer, meaning some people mm -hmm. like are going to give you a one word answer when you <laughs> ask them a question. So you want right. people who are naturally good talkers, good storytellers um, that are able to express themselves well. And so that when you ask them a question, they don't, they, they have something to say, they have an opinion about something. Um, mm -hmm. and, and so we usually ask for more testimonials rather than less because there's, always a few that just don't deliver the way you want them to. And then you just want to have as many as possible. And, and in terms of how to prompt and guide them, it's, it's important to give some clear instructions and a couple of clear questions, as opposed mm. to just saying, would you send me a testimonial about your experience working with my company or tell us about some of the results you've got. People may not know exactly where to go, but when you can mm -hmm. give them a couple of specific questions that will help guide them in the, in the direction that you want them to go, um, it'll make them feel more comfortable and you'll also get better answers as a result. Perfect. And one more question kind of around that, because most of the time we're not around the people that are doing testimonials, unless it's like you're at an event and someone says, Hey, did you love it? You know, can you record a video? So often, and especially with COVID, you know, we weren't even seeing each other in person in just normal <laughs> times yeah. of life or whatever too. But so if someone wants to record a video, and I know when I've tried to send videos to somebody through different means, it's too large, you know, to send. They'll say, oh, you can't text that. You can't share it this way. It's too large. So what do you recommend for anyone who wants to share a video to someone else? Do you have any platforms you recommend or methods, you know, to shrink it? Like, what would you tell someone? Yeah, um, I think not shrinking it so that the video can still be full quality is, is certainly the approach you want to take. And if it's too large, to text, then the two platforms we typically use when we share large video files with clients back and forth are either um, Google Drive or Dropbox. Um, both of those allow you to upload a, a video file or any files to those platforms. And then you can share links directly from there and it keeps the video full size. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, oftentimes videos are too large to email. Many times they're too large to text if they're, if they're on the, the longer side. So mm -hmm. using a platform like Google Drive or Dropbox is just a really simple way. You upload it from your computer or your phone, send the link to the person and, um, and they can download it to their device. Perfect. Well, I know you're having a free challenge and I wanted you to be able to talk about that a little bit. So why don't you tell the listeners what you're going to be doing for that challenge? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, we're doing the five-day Make Your Business Unstoppable with Video Challenge. It starts uh, Monday, June 28th. It will be five days. Um, and we're, <laughs> we're, gonna come, we're really excited about it. We're going to come to you every day with some awesome training. We're going to get you past any roadblocks that are standing in your way. We're going to help you understand how video actually makes you money. Um, we're going to share some of the biggest mistakes that business owners make when it comes to using video and how to avoid them. Uh, what else? What am I leaving out? I mean, video strategy is another yeah. big thing that, uh, that we really preach. And, and it's really being clear on what are you creating and why. Mm -hmm. So we're going to spend a lot of time mm -hmm. really helping dig deep in, in helping you create a strategy of videos for your business mm -hmm. that fall into some of those different phases that we've been talking about as well. Yeah. So it's really designed to just get business owners unstuck either if they've never done videos because they're either afraid to be on camera or they don't have the time or they don't know what to do. Or also there's a lot of business owners that maybe they've dabbled somewhat in video and they just haven't gotten the results they wanted or they haven't kept up with it. So we're gonna get people into action and yeah. motivated to actually start using video because we really believe there is no more powerful thing you can do to market yourself online than to be showing up on video and to get mm -hmm. in front of your target clients and to communicate mm -hmm. the, the mission and the vision behind your company or to educate all the things that video can do for you. There's no more powerful tool out there. And it's just a matter of, of helping business owners to see that and get past whatever has been stopping them or keeping them stuck from moving forward. Yeah, and if you have a big mission or a big vision, uh, you, you need video. You have to be using video because there's only so many people that you can reach one-to-one -one or in person. Um, we live in a virtual world these days and there's an exponential ability to grow because of that because you can reach people from anywhere in the world at any time of day. And your videos are like little mini soldiers out there in the world, you know, helping you meet more people. And the whole goal is to connect with them so that they understand and, uh, and can, can get something out of what you have to offer. So if you have a big mission or a big vision to share, then it is, you know, you need to be using video. And it's also your responsibility. If you have something amazing, like you, you, you have a, you cure a disease or you have a really innovative solution to something that helps people, that changes their lives, that makes the quality of life better for people. It's your responsibility to get out there, stop letting the things that are keeping you stuck, you know, stop staying in that position and, and get out of your own way and, <laughs> and you know, make the commitment to get out there and share it with all the people that you possibly can, the people that you are able to help and serve because you don't have that vision for no reason. You don't have that mission mm -hmm. for no reason. There's a lot of people who don't have that clarity in their life, who just get up every day and go to their job and, you know, they work for the people who have the big vision. For the person with the vision, then you need to really step up your game, get mm -hmm. out there, be willing to put yourself on camera, be willing to learn what you need to learn to push your vision out into the world in a bigger way. And so that's our little pep yeah. talk with and regards to... <laughs> Getting you into action. And we, we created a special link for your yes. audience, Candy, so they can go to learn more about the, the Make Your Business Unstoppable with Video Challenge. It's, it's free to sign up, um, but you can go to videoattractionlab.com forward slash Candy Messer. Uh, and I know we'll, we can include the link you said with um, with this recording as well. But um, sure. but it's, it's five days. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to be in a community of business owners that are all excited and passionate to learn. And we're just really excited to get it going. And yeah. uh and keep putting more video out into the world. <laughs> <laughs> and I will just recommend too, for the listeners, I'll just give my little testimonial here too, for <laughs> just in terms of working with you guys, it's been great. 
And I know this challenge, you're gonna give so much free content that is amazing. So anyone who wants to get started and is scared, I was scared, I'm doing better. You know, I would just say, just check it out. There's no, you know, obligation or anything to being in that challenge, but I'm sure you're going to learn lots of information from them. That's going to help you get your videos going. So definitely check out that link. Their uh, challenge that starts, you said on the 28th? Yep. Monday, June 28th. Yes. Perfect. So thank you, Steve and Jamie, for being guests on my show too, and sharing your expertise on this topic again with me. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so Thanks much for, for having us. Candy. It was Always so much fun. It was a lot of fun having you and just getting a little bit more. I got a tip even today, just by talking <laughs> to you, right? Oh, Candy, why are you doing this? Go back and get your content. So it was helpful for me too. And I do want to uh, thank the listeners for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this topic and you actually got some of your questions answered on the types of videos to use to grow your business. If you have any additional questions, reach out to the Geffners at any of the links that they do have. Actually, do you want to promote besides the link for the uh, challenge you want to give how people can connect with you, whether phone, social media, anything like that? Um, sure. Yeah, you can go to geffnerproductions.com. That's our main website where everything kind of lives. Um, and you can email us, either of us, jamie at geffnerproductions.com or steve at geffnerproductions.com. Um, mm-hmm. That's probably the fastest way to get in touch with us. Perfect. So you can check them out with those links. Again, if you want to participate in their free challenge, you can use the link that will be in the description of this show. And would you please share the show information with those you know? I'd appreciate your support. Hope you can join us for next week's topic, Running a Lean Business. And please remember you can connect with us on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And my website is abandp.com. And you can find the podcast posted on multiple favorite podcast platforms, including iHeartRadio and Spotify. Until next time, have a great week. Thank you for listening to This Help For You. Please join your host, Candy Messer, again next Tuesday. Have a terrific week.